if anybody was noticing uh, on YouTube, and I thought I, they were still taking the picture, so I was sitting there just frozen for a moment. But uh, they weren't. We were already live on YouTube. We were already live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. And now we're already live on Facebook. Facebook Live. It's a nice name for uh, this. Live on Facebook Live. Uh, you are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am the uh, Tony Visick, whose name is in the title. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time, which is normally Mountain Standard time, but right now it's Pacific time. You do the math. But if you're watching now, it all worked out. Um, we come to you every day. Uh, we are your... Um, your daily reprieve from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla enveloping our world today. Um, we build this show on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, YouTube Comedy Schools, and Facebook Live, Tony Visick. Uh, and we build it around three things, interaction with you, the audience, with your questions and comments on those three platforms, which we attempt to answer, um, sometime cohesively, sometime with an out-and-out -out lie. Um, and then we uh, show you some memorabilia or autograph or memento or trinket that we have laying around here in the home office to try to build some sort of story around it. And then I recommend, and this is a lot of people's favorite part, and that's why we save it to the end. You know, maybe we should put it at the beginning, like cake. That's the thing. You know why I think cake is so popular, like birthday cake? Okay? Because the best part's on the outside. The icing's on the outside. That is the best part of any birthday cake is the icing. That's why people will fight over an end piece. You know why people fight over an end piece or like a square birthday cake? You know why? Because you get more icing. But somehow, some way, we have decided oftentimes to save the best for last. So to me, the best part of this show is uh, the uh, music that I recommend and we do it uh, at the end. Kevin Brown says, finally, 2 p.m., correction, 1,400. Uh, the year? Like the year 1,400? Look, I know I'm old, but I don't think I'm that backwards. Um, so uh, maybe we should do the good part up front. You know, the whole idea is if we do the okay part at the beginning, uh, people hang in for the best part at the end. It's like a fireworks display, I guess, how they start out with some fireworks and at the end there's a big explosion. Maybe just do the big explosion first. I don't know. I'm just trying to work this out. We're trying to work out some ideas. But anyway, we uh, end the podcast by recommending two pieces of music or artists based on our massive, deep vinyl album collection. And I got a couple of doozies for you here today. Sometimes we go with something very esoteric and offbeat. Yesterday, I recommended the album Child is Father to the Man by the original Blood, Sweat, and Tears. What? Original? Yes, uh, they never broke up and got back together, but the original formation of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, the whole idea and ethic was quite different. Did you see that? I was just actually scratching my, not my butt, but the top of my butt on YouTube. That's it. Butt scratch. Maybe they should just do like three hours of just sort of going, something hurt, something, something hurts right there. I'm trying to get to that. <laughs> Maybe I should just do several hours of that. Maybe people would watch it. I don't know. Um... No, uh, no, I'm hearing no. I'm hearing no from, uh, from the gallery. We have a gallery today, and the gallery's going, nah, no, no butt scratching. So uh, yesterday we recommended Child is Father of the Man. It was Blood, Sweat, and Tears' first album. Hardly anyone knows about it because their second album was a monster in my mind's eye. 
musically uh, and uh, in the adventuresomeness of the music, the first album is the best. So that was kind of offbeat. The albums we're going to recommend today are not necessarily offbeat. And certainly not with uh, groups that were not well-known. Although one may not be well-known. Maybe I think it's well-known and it's not. But that's coming up. That's coming up. You know what else is coming up? I'll tell you what else is coming up at um, 6 o'clock tomorrow night, uh, Arizona time. I'm doing a free intro for my stand-up comedy workshops. It's absolutely free. Absolutely free. Matter of fact, what I'm going to do with this today is I'm going to put a link. I'm going to put a link on here, okay, at the end of it. I'm going to put a link, uh, you know, when we're finished, I'm putting in the description of the video, a link to tomorrow night's free intro where you can come out and check it out for absolutely nothing. How much? $10? No. $5? No. Three? No. Nothing. Free. Check it out tomorrow night for free, 6 p.m., our stand-up comedy workshop, uh, free introduction. If you like what you hear and like what you see, there will be a chance to sign up for a paid workshop. But otherwise than that, we're good. Anyway, uh, if you want to find out more about how to get there, go to ComedySkills.com or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Two websites, two websites to serve you. Um, I guess I could complain about coronavirus news and stuff. Uh, I'll probably be having to deal with a little blowback on something here. Uh, it won't be major but uh, I just discovered, here, here's, here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. I used to live on Hollywood Boulevard and take advantage of all the things that a young man who uh, was pre-sober <laughs> could on Hollywood Boulevard. And now, at this point in my life, I am the vice president of my homeowner association. Uh, received a letter today, as did all the board members, are in, in the form of an email. An email uh, informed us that one board member was leaving and the way they left and then they posted it on several social media sites here. The way they left it, they made it sound like there was some sort of mystery to it. And the real mystery is the uh, votes just never went this uh, individual's way. As uh, several votes I wanted haven't gone my way over the years, or my last two years on there. But I'll have some blowback about that. I don't know if I'll keep you up on that. If I can find something funny or amusing about the, uh, the inner workings of a homeowner association uh, right on the edge of the desert. In Arizona, I certainly will, but if I can't, I won't bore you with it. Let's get to the stuff, okay? Um, I'm not going to debate, okay, and especially since Randy's here, and Randy really thinks that he knows it all when it comes to this, but you don't, all right? Uh, before we go on, I got to thank the three comics who were on last night's Tony Vizic Presents Sunday Night's Funnier, Randy Ioma, uh, David John, and Shell Brenner. They were darn funny. We had a great time. We have fun doing that, man. We have so much fun doing that. And the small but mighty audience that paid to see them, please check that out. By tomorrow night, we'll have a whole new link for a whole new show for this coming Sunday. Nationwide, worldwide, you can watch this show. These are funny people that have one goal in mind, and that is to entertain you. That is it. No agendas, no arrogance, no here's what you should be doing. Just, will this make people laugh? Will this make the most people laugh possible? They did a great job last night, and I want to thank them. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, at the end of the show tomorrow, tomorrow, or maybe during the show tomorrow, I'll announce who's on this Sunday's show and how you'll be able to get tickets for that. Randy, who's watching, you're watching. See ya. Who's on the show and did a great job. And I am here to tell you, Randy, that uh, your uh, supposition, 
Okay, your um, your theory, your premise that I do collect bobbleheads is wrong. It's wrong by, uh, hold on, my grandson's here. Sullivan, do I collect bobbleheads? He says no. He says no. Good boy. Shirley, do I collect bobbleheads? Answer the question, Shirley. It's out to the jury. Huh? It's out to the There's no jury here. There's no jury, okay? But I'm here to tell you, I, huh? Yeah, there is. Is there? I don't think there's a jury. Uh, uh, Randy got you with the bobbleheads. No, he didn't, David. He did not. He did not. I just happened to have some. I just happened to have like 30 bobbleheads. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know if it's a collection. I don't know if it makes me a collector. That being said, here's the latest one. Look at this. This is great. That's Matt Williams, okay? Great player, great bobblehead. Look at that. Uh, the bobble is sturdy. Uh, good work on all of it. I mean, they put some work into these, even on the little details on the glove there, on the batting glove, the way it's done, the tiny insignia on the shoulder there. Here's the cool thing. He's got his bat like he hit, but the bat comes out. The bat comes out. Now, I don't know if it's supposed to, okay? But uh, it can. All right, so that's Matt Williams. Uh, this is the 2012 Alumni Bobblehead uh, Chase. So I don't know if it was a special night. 2012, that's when this bobblehead was introduced to the world of Matt Williams, number nine. Very good-looking Arizona Diamondbacks um, uh, uniform. Check out even the uh, base because the base has a, uh, a good batter's box and a good home plate involved with it there. So uh, bobbleheads are fun because you hit them on the head. They're kind of like dogs who don't bite. Because you hit them on the head and they just go, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And they never say no. Well, they can. There, that's, that's kind of a no from a bobblehead. Do I collect bobbleheads, Matt Williams? No, 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 you don't collect bobbleheads. Why would people say that to bunch of you? You're a, they're liars. Randy Aoma is a liar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy. We're not voting. Matt Williams, he, and he has an American flag on his back. There you go. Ha-ha. He says... Oh, I just dropped the bat. Man, he got so mad he dropped his bat. Look at that. Do I collect bobbleheads, Matt? Nope. No. 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 There. There. The jury is out. The jury is not out. The jury has come in. Hold on. My grandson is getting my uh, bat for me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So, um, Randy is a very funny comic and a good man. Uh, he is not a good judge of what a collector is. Uh, <laughs> you know what this is? This is a human bone. Okay, that is an actual human bone. It's right there. We've talked about this bone before. The question is, if I have one bone, am I a bone collector? Answer me. No, no answer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what's happening right now is my grandson is actually counting bobbleheads. And I don't know. Um, uh, how many? 34. 34. And what about those over there? 35, 36. Huh? Oh, 35. No, those are empty. Those boxes are empty. All right. So we have a grand total. Here's the number. 35. And I gave four to Sullivan today. So it would have been 38. All right. So you know what? I'll let you, the audience, in your own mind's eye to decide. Let's get to the music, shall we? Okay. Uh, it's been a bobblehead day. Why do we talk about silly things like bobbleheads? Uh, there's some really smart, great people who tune into this show every day. 
Uh, I will tell you that. And uh, everybody's dealing with a lot of stuff now. Uh, <laughs> David John goes, and your private stash? <laughs> Only shared his bobblehead with friends, man. My friend, come on. Come on over here. Just come in the bathroom. It's a good party. Everybody is doing. They got those bobbleheads. I got special bobbleheads in here. Come on, brother. <laughs> Everybody's dealing with so much serious stuff right now. Even if you are totally a denier of, uh, of the virus, even if you're an anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, going, this is bullshit, this is all pandemic, this is all a plot, it's still on your mind constantly. It was on no one's mind in January. It's on everybody's mind constantly now. Okay, even those you go, I'm going out and I don't care. Uh, it's still in the back of your head. Every time you cough, every time you sneeze, going, shit. So uh, it's a tough time. It's a stressful time. The people that are working from home like we are, most of us are working twice as hard for half as much. Look at this. Look at what Tina Mike Lawson put up. My name is Tony and I'm a bobblehead collector. It's supposed to be anonymous. About a bobblehead collector? My grandson just asked a question. What's so bad about being a bobblehead collector? There's nothing bad about it. It's just I don't like being labeled that. That Then I'm known about that my entire life. They go, did you ever hear Tony Vizic? They go, eh. bobblehead collector, right? And that's all I'm known for. Not my great podcasts. Not my great Sunday night shows. Not my comedy workshops. None of that. Not that I hitchhiked across the country a couple times when I was young. Well, not a, but from St. Louis to Denver and back. I was a thousand miles back and forth. That I bummed all over the country telling jokes for a whole year. You know, just kind of like a, an itinerant hobo joke teller. You know, that I bought a house. To, none of that. No, nah, I won't be known. Being a father, a grandfather, a husband. No. It's all tossed by the wayside. That becomes trash. Instead, they go, tell me, heads, right? I'm not going to let that happen to me. <laughs> so we all got a lot of serious stuff for dealing with and everyone's going to need a little levity and if I can bring it I am happy to do it uh, uh, my wife just sneezed it said Christ we're all going to die within three and a half minutes um, <laughs> alright let's get to the music okay so uh, I want to get this first album okay uh, for anybody who is uh, David says some good roast stuff there Oh, sweet Jesus. I know I'm in for it now. Here is uh, the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed. The Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed. These were, this was the Rolling Stones. This and Exile at Main Street may have been their very best work ever. On this album, and it's, I, it's from back when it came out. It's on London Records. You can tell it's old because the album cover's chewed up and the album keeps trying to slip out. But there you got the cake and the record with the uh, uh, little uh, men on top, like the little birthday cake men. It happens to be the Rolling Stones. And then on the back, you see that the record's broken. It's like after the party and the cake. Someone's taking a piece out of it and the little men are laying around all messed up. Uh, pretty cool album. On this album, Let It Bleed, Love in Vain, Midnight Rambler, You Got the Silver, Country Honk, Monkey Man, Live With Me, You Can't Always Get What You Want, and my all-time favorite, Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter is one of the most evocative, dark, fun, dangerous pieces of rock and roll music ever, ever, ever 
record it. Okay, it really kind of uh, it kind of really um, identified the Rolling Stones as um, those sort of lock up your daughters type of. Uh, um, that was the whole idea behind the Rolling Stones and their management when they first started out. That the Beatles were cute and the Rolling Stones were dangerous. You wouldn't mind if the Beatles, uh, one of the Beatles, dated your daughter, and if the Rolling Stones showed up, you'd lock up your daughters. So this is a great album. There's not a bad song on it. Not a bad song on it. Midnight Rambler was a song that uh, many people identified Mick with in a way that he was talking about himself, at least emotionally, okay, or the t type of persona that he had. Uh, Love in Vain, which is a great old blues tune. It might be a Robert Johnson tune. Let It Bleed is a, a great, great, great. It shows their homage to uh, country, country music. The weird thing is you can't always get what you want. For years now, I don't know if he still does. I don't know if he's still having them, but uh, that guy who uh, uh, is quickly now becoming a punchline and afterthought, Donald Trump, not just a punchline, punchline and afterthought, uh, played You Can't Always Get What You Want at his rallies. And I always thought it was odd. And I always thought it odd that at his rallies where he was making all these incredible promises, I alone can save it. Vote for me and all your dreams will come true. I alone can fix it. But then play, you can't always get what you want. I go, is he like punking his own people? I don't know. Uh, Monkey Man is a fun song. Country Honk, another country song. You got the silver, one of the great slide guitar bluesy riffs ever. So I believe that this was the uh, album that, um, I don't know if Bill Wyman was still on this uh, album at the time. I'm trying to figure that out right now. And we're going to... Um, no, I mean, I'm sorry, not Bill Wyman, uh, whether um, Brian Jones was. So, Keith Richards, Jimmy No, you know who sat in on this a lot? Was Jimmy Miller, who also produced a lot of their stuff. This is where Mick Taylor finally started coming in. Uh, this was the album, I believe, where they transitioned from Brian Jones to uh, Mick Taylor. Yeah, so uh, Mick's not on all of the songs, but on most of the songs... Um, I'm looking to see here if he was on, um, um, let me see, uh, give me shelter. He is not on Jimmy, uh, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Mary Clayton on vocals, guitars were Keith Richards, drum Charlie Watts, bass Bill Wyman, percussion, Jimmy Miller, harp, Mick Jagger, and piano, Nicky Hopkins. So, um, Mick Taylor didn't play on that. He played on Country Honk, and he played on Live With Me. And a couple other tunes. Also, on this album, okay, and if you haven't listened to this whole album for a while, go back and listen to it. If you've never listened to it, go back and listen to it. Once again, the great thing about a lot of these rock artists of the 60s, like the Stones, were um, they um, were also introducing us to an older, stunning music because so many of their riffs and songs came from people like Slim Harpo, Willie Dixon, Howlin' Wolf, John Lee Hooker. Here's a cool thing. Uh, you can't always get what you want. We talked about, you can't always get what you, uh, we, we, we talked yesterday about a guy named Al Cooper. Al Cooper was uh, uh, the founding, uh, the guy who created Blood, Sweat, and Tears, left after one album, played organ on uh, Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone, and also uh, discovered and produced Leonard Skinner and I believe Marshall Tucker. So he also is on Let It Bleed. 
uh, on the song You Can't Always Give What You Want. It's got that incredible, haunting French horn opening. That's Al Cooper. Al Cooper on French horns. So Let It Bleed, one of the great rock albums of the rock era. My personal favorite, Gimme Shelter. But you should listen to it again. If you've never listened to it, listen to it now. Just YouTube it. Okay, but if you have listened to it, which most of you watching have, listen to it again and tell me what you think your favorite is. This next group, okay, this next group is called Faces. Faces. So who were Faces? And the name of this album is Long Player. Not a big hit on here. Okay, I'm trying to look in here and see uh, Bad and Ruin. Tell me, everyone. Uh, Sweet Lottie Mae, Richmond, uh, a version of Maybe I'm Amazed. Had me a real good time. On the beach, I feel so good. Jerusalem. So that was the uh, makeup of this, ba- of this uh, album. This group was made up of what was left of the Small Faces. The Small Faces were really fun mid-60s, early to mid-60s British band that did um, uh, Itchy Coo Park. You know, and uh, uh, you've heard it in commercials now. Wish I knew what I know now. Now that I'm older. Uh, that song, uh, that was one of their songs. The lead singer for this, so the, the personnel, of course, was uh, Kenny Jones on drums. Uh, no, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Lane, Kenny Jones, Ian McLaughlin, Ronnie Wood, and Rod Stewart. So Faces was one of those important bands that farmed in England in the late 60s, from which really great, uh, uh, great even greater work came from, okay? Uh, right before Rod Stewart went solo with Every Picture Tells a Story, I think is when this album came out, Long Player, and Ronnie Wood was playing with that band. And uh, when Mick Taylor then left, the aforementioned Mick Taylor, who joined the Stones in the late 60s, when he left in the uh, early mid-70s, Ronnie Wood then replaced him. It is now one of the longest running. Uh, he's been with the uh, Stones longer than Mick Taylor and Brian Jones combined. But this is a good. If you want to listen like some early uh, uh, Rod Stewart, Rod Stewart, as he was all of a sudden standing out from others, parts of groups that stood out because he was with uh, Jeff Beck for a while. Jeff Beck group. But uh, let me see what you Ian McLaughlin was on Organ and Piano, all right, and he went on and played uh, Organ and Piano on countless other songs. Kenny Jones on drums, Ronnie Lane on bass, and Ron Wood. Uh, Bobby Keys was on sax, who also plays with the Stones. So uh, you want to check this out. You hear some early, early um, uh, Rod Stewart when he was still working as part of a group instead of standing in front totally. Now, an interesting thing about the faces. So check this out. Personally, when they were the small faces, I thought they had a little more, a little more, they had a more little stink on their fastball. But uh, this is a really good album, great album. Uh, Ronnie Lane came down with multiple sclerosis, MS, and there was a series of concerts too that were done in the '80s because this was several years after this album was done, uh, called the Arms Concert. There was a controversial uh, procedure for dealing with. Uh, uh, multiple multiple sclerosis, and they were raising money for Ronnie Lane, and it was a stunning lineup. And I got to see this lineup in the '80s. Uh, all these musicians got together, and played 
at least two concerts, one in New York, one in Los Angeles, to raise money for Ronnie and his disease. Not for the disease. Get rid of the disease. I like that. We're raising money for cancer. Cancer doesn't need your money. Cancer's doing good without any money at all. Okay, you need to raise money to stop cancer. Uh, <laughs> so uh, these concerts were put together to raise money, and the lineup was stunning, stunning. On the night that I went, there were three guitarists, and it was Jim, it was Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton, the three original lead guitarists of the Yardbirds, all together on the same stage, along with Ringo Starr on drums, uh, the lead singer from Bad Company, I think Joe Cocker. Uh, it was a stunning night of music. Now, I don't know that Ronnie uh, made it all the way through, but his friends certainly got together for him. So three kind of really important people, four important people come out of faces. Ian McLaughlin was very important to rock music moving forward. Uh, Add an incredible piano to so many great things. Um, Kenny Jones filled in for, uh, um, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Keith Moon, filled in for Keith Moon for a while on a, a number of Who tours after Keith Moon died as they were, tried to keep the tour going. He was not well received by the public. It wasn't his fault. Band went to the tour, needed a drummer, they hired him. Why people bitched about him, I don't know. So if you want to go back to like, like some beginning stuff, and then what I like to do, maybe you don't want to do it, is then I go, all right, who are these guys? And then Google them and find out Find out what they did and find out that many of them did some really amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So two future members of the Rolling Stones, Ronnie Wood and Bobby Keys on this album. Uh, and, uh, of course, Rod Stewart, who became an ungodly big superstar uh, starting not too long after this album was uh, released. Okay. You know what? I've rambled on. Ramble on. We've talked bobbleheads. We've talked music. Uh, I gave you a little hometown news. And uh, I reminded you that tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I'm having a free intro for my stand-up comedy workshops, and you should attend just to see what I talk about then. I guarantee you, if you watch tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, I won't be talking about bobbleheads or the Rolling Stones. I'll be talking about stuff that'll help you do what you want to do. All right? Okay. For my uh, fill-in uh, partner today who was helping me out, my grandson, Sullivan Ramirez. You want to come over and say hi on the camera? Hurry, hurry. People are waiting. People are watching. People are waiting. Come over here and stick your head in. Come on. Say hi. <laughs> no grandson? Grandson. No grandson? Grandson. No grandson? No grandson. All right. Grandson. No grandson. All right. And for my <laughs> and for my producer, who just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, I want to thank you for tuning in today to Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye. <laughs>